and welcome to the Dewey Decimal System. First, we have the zeros, which um, are where you'll find books about masturbation. And then there's the 100 level books, where you will find more books about masturbation. And then we'll get between 200 and 300, you'll find most books about masturbation. Yes. Uh, uh, did you I'm have some? I know. I, I'm I know. I, I'm working on introducing. I know you sure. have. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be. And I'm sorry. Your name again is. Which Elrond Hubbard. Oh, Elrond Hubbard. Oh. Yes. Hi, Elrond. Um, Hello. Uh, okay. I'm so, here to talk about the Dewey Decimal System. I yeah. No, I appreciate that. It's on theme because we're gonna in a moment. Dan and I are gonna be discussing um, a video we tried to make in the '90s about the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. 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 And, uh, yeah. It inspire me. Oh, great, great. Now, when you say inspire, though, it doesn't seem like you paid any attention to the actual facts and have stuck with um, a particular theme for what you think the Dewey Decimal System is all about. Oh, 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 I think I don't think you understand. This is for my books, you see. Oh, in your your personal library. My personal library of, well, Dewey books, you see. And so it's my Dewey Decimal System. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't have the power to kick a host out of the, uh, you know, an introducer out of this. Uh, Dan, are you are you listening in on this? Did you catch any of that? Or yeah, yeah, I've got security on the way. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Elrond Hubbard. Yeah, I, thank you so much. But uh, we do not. If you could just say, uh, but now welcome to the Dan and Jay's. Comedy oh, Hour but uh, well, uh, welcome to the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour Masturbation Podcast. Oh, fuck! I just why didn't I see that? Uh, well, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that word right now. You can't, you can't see it, but he's winking. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Jesus. At least he's being hauled away. Finally. Yeah, he's, I, he's gone. Bye! And don't forget to read your Joey books! That is, uh... Yeah. That's, that's an unfortunate start to this episode, but... They all are, to be frank. They all uh, are. You know, I haven't been keeping track of all that. Are you the one hiring all these guys doing the introductions, or are they just walking in? What's happening here? Uh, no, our secretary is the one who uh, oh. who handles that. Is it still the AI one? Is it still Sheila? Is she? Yeah, uh. yeah. I haven't talked to her in months. Yeah, no, me neither. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, if anything, I'm I'm a little concerned because I just feel like, you know, if she was doing her job, she'd send us more introducers, but they'd also be doing a good job. But she's occasionally sending us people to introduce the show, and none of them have done, I want to say, well at all. That's. I think an accurate statement. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, worth a shot, I guess. Anything's <laughs> worth a shot. Should we talk? You, you about... miss all the shots you don't take, Jay. That's exactly right. Thank you so much. Elrond Hubbard that. said that first, if I remember correctly. That's uh, yep. Do you? Uh, boy, I don't know how we start this. Should we talk about this, the quote-unquote sketch first, or what do you want to do, Dan? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's start with that. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really fit the definition of sketch, but neither does we talked about a play last time, and it is yeah, not something we wrote. True. So it's a thing we've done. You know, I mean, that is, uh, let's face it, as this show goes on, it's going to be less and less about sketch. And more yeah. and more us forgetting that we've already talked about a thing, probably. Let's be honest. That's going to end up happening. You know, well, well, we've we'll, never talked about this. And, you know, or we'll, we'll come back to something. We'll think we'll yeah. think we hadn't sure. talked about it. We'll come back to something, I'm sure, at some point. And with our age and experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. changes in our life, we'll probably view it through a different lens than uh, we did the first time around. So. That's very true. You know, yeah. revisiting it may not be the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Sure. Sure. And we, you know, we, we have at this point, we've gone as meta as we can, and we have done the, we've talked about the podcast on the podcast as well. So, yes. which I think honestly was more painful than talking about some of these short sketches, if I'm honest, because if you commit us to an hour to three hours, depending on some of the episodes we've done, mm-hmm. we just get dangerous levels of upsetting, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, what Usually I. Usually dangerous levels of drinking involved as well. That's The longer true. we go. That's true. And well, then before we get to it, shall, shall we talk about our drink sponsors? Are I'm drinking a Cape Cod out of a very uh, what do you call? Is that uh, like a fish? Yes, it's a fish fish drink. No, it's a vodka and cranberry sauce juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> now you gotta try that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll try it. I'll, I, why not? In in a very Renfair. That would be the Capeton Crunch. Capeton Crunch. Even yes. though, it, you know, the the berries wouldn't. Shouldn't. It wouldn't. Shouldn't. Shouldn't crunch. Yeah. True. If you fry up your cranberry sauce. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> breaded. Oh, wait a minute. I would eat breaded and fried cranberries. <laughs> the things that, the, that COVID have done to me, just the yeah. whole, uh, I'll eat anything now. Uh, but this, yes, this is in my nice little Ren Fair style cup. It's a solid wood with a little metal thing on the inside. And it's. Um, well, I have a, a new to me drink. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Ooh, Okay. I had the citrus, which is supposed to be like, you know, seven up or whatever. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Sprite kind of deal. Um, this is orange, and I have not had this one yet. How was, well, how was the other one? We'll start there. It was good. Um, okay. it was a, It was a seltzer, so the flavor wasn't as heavy as, say, actual Sprite, but it was uh-huh. actually still had a lot of flavor. So the, and the tasted idea citrusy. That- it's Bud Light, but that is that just the brand? It doesn't taste it's just like the Bud brand. Light. They just put a, a name on juice it. Juice yeah. in it. Okay. It's literally just a hard seltzer. Okay. I still have not had one. I, I don't know if I'm actually tempted, but I feel like I'm missing out if I don't try one once. It's just basically an alcoholic Lacroix. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, and this is what flavor? Orange. You said orange. So this should okay. be like orange soda, which I liked. Sure. So we'll. Uh, and I can't drink the Not Your Father's because there's, you know, a, a box of sugar in every bottle, mm-hmm. which isn't healthy for me. No, that's not good. That's not your good. That's not your good. But it's not. How is it? Tastes like Crush. It does, really? It's that sweet? Is it that? It's that sweet or that flavor? Like, or both? That flavor. I mean, you have a little bit in the background of the, um, of the uh, kind of tang that you get from sugar-free options that are just... Sure. It's just part and parcel of not being able to have sugar. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Same. I am so used to that. Like, mm-hmm. when I first... It does have a little bit of sugar. Okay. Not so much that but it's it going to kill well, you, I no, hope. No, not sugars, other kinds. It has cold fermented cane sugar, but it has uh-huh. zero grams of sugar. So I guess fermenting it oh, must do something to it. turns it into alcohol, I guess. But that's it's still a carb, oh. but it's not... That's right. so but, weird. That's so fucking weird. It's made with sugar, but no, no sugar it's in it. It's not actually sugar. It has sucralose. Okay, so they put the sugar with the orange, if there's really oranges in it. If there's real, or I don't know if there's a really orange in it. But they put it's the sugar water, with- cold fermented cane sugar, natural flavors, citric okay. acid, sodium uh-huh. citrate, uh-huh. which probably also adds some citrus flavor, sucralose, esulfame sure. K, yellow number six, Gum Arabic ester gum and malted rice. Oh, I didn't even notice that it's oh it's colored orange. So it's rice. So it's a rice drink. It's like it's a it's a lightweight. It's fucking, fermented sugar and rice. Yeah, basically. It's a lightweight uh sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's I didn't know. Okay, I wonder if that's a I wonder if that's a calorie thing. If that's a calorie, uh, like it, like a low. It has a hundred calories, zero alcohol. grams of sugar, two grams of carbs. That's so fucking weird. Gluten-free. Well, then I almost would be tempted to try this then. This actually doesn't... I hate to admit that I'd yeah, buy something with Bud Light Yeah, most of these things are pretty, pretty low on sugars and carbs okay. and shit. And All right. calories. And the other one was lemon, and you said that... Or lemon or whatever, and it was... Lemon-lime, sprite, yeah. Sprite-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'd be willing to give it a shot. And there's a Coke and a Cherry Coke, and I haven't had those yet. Okay. But oh. Kim really, really liked the cherry coke one. I mean, I love cherry she's coke. She's a she's anyway. a fiend for cherry coke. So yeah, me too. I mean, if you're gonna go this is, for this a is flavor. the first like hard soda type thing. I don't even think it's necessarily seltzer unless they might use a similar process. Right. But like, it doesn't taste it's like a carbonated. seltzer drink. It doesn't taste like Lacroix or bubbly or whatever those are. Right. Like it tastes just like soda. Okay. So it's just carbonated. And it's five percent alcohol. Okay. Which most okay. of these have. That's That sounds not so bad. Uh, so let us talk about, again, this thing we made, our content. Hate that word. Yeah. We'll try not to use it as uh, well, We were as doing content before it was cool. And let me That's tell you, true. it was definitely before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is like uh, interviewing enough people through Comedy on Vinyl and through the book I'm writing now, like it is more, more and more abundantly clear that most young comedians did exactly this. It's just that most of them 
with a few exceptions, didn't hold on to them. Every once in a while, I'll run into somebody's like, maybe I have it. And then I interviewed somebody the other day who I'll tell you about, maybe not on the show, but later, uh, who absolutely holds on to stuff uh, as much as I do. And uh, <laughs> and when I, <laughs> I asked him, I'm like, I was like, uh, I was like, well, why do you, why do you keep hold on to this stuff? I mean, I know why I do. He's like, oh, to stave off, uh, to stave off immortality or stave off mortality. And I'm like, yep, yep, there yep. it is, <laughs> there like, it is. <laughs> the exact same reason as one of my favorite comedians. So I, I didn't feel so bad after that was his answer. Yeah, um, um, I, there's a, uh, there's a piece too, of scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. and um, when you are say not as affluent growing up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where everything is important that's true that is true like we started doing stuff right around the time like my dad uh both my parents were in the military but because my mom got pregnant, I think she had to have a, dis- uh, a discharge, a dishonorable discharge for some. No, it had to have been an honorable. But um, oh, that's what happened. Never mind. This st- she got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no, the story I was thinking of, I realized I can't legally say on air, but I could tell you about later. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, I'm betting there's no statute of limitations on this thing that I will talk to you about at some point. Uh, but she uh, she got a discharge from the military and was out. And like, sure, we got my dad's money from the military, which was okay because he was in a different base while we were well, while we were in New York. My dad was in Ohio for a couple of years for the first mm. year, a couple of years we lived in New York, and that's when money started to be scarce. And I started to be like, wait, you can have less money? Like we lived okay, we lived fine back in Germany, but then we come to America and it's like, oh, this is weird. This is a very strange sensation, mm-hmm. and I think you're absolutely right. I think that is probably yeah, a part probably of it. also a lack of stability. Oh yeah, adds to that. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah. Cause... Not having your dad there for the first time in your life, and you're used to it, is different mm-hmm. than I guess not ever having one. I would assume, you know. Yeah. Ari moving around a lot, and the divorce thing for her impacts hers. Mm-hmm. Ours was, you know, I had stability most of my childhood, and all of a sudden it was ripped away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, you know, we have a tendency to pack rat. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. You know, it's a trauma response, just like everything. Just like it, does, it <laughs> seems to be. That is most of what happens. Yeah. Oh boy, this real. Yeah. What was I reading? Somebody else the other day was. Well, I don't remember, but it was one of the typical things on Twitter where it was a doctor talking about trauma responses, ADHD, COVID, all those things coming together, and like uh-huh. also uh, I was talking to my wife and she was saying she's been reading that some people are like either noticing. They have HD after ADHD after COVID because of how it fucks with your brain and changes your brain. And yeah. either it's more evident or who knows? Could it be new? Don't know. Like, we don't know what it can do to you. It causes brain damage. We know that. COVID it causes cause damage, damage to literally any organ in your body because yeah. of how, the type of the way it infects cells. Mm-hmm. It's not limited. That's why it was so yeah. fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm. Uh, trying to be extra diligent because I only had it once and I only want it once. I don't want it once. I don't want to have <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I but only like, want it the one time so I can one. be cool with I the other COVID kids. I want to know what it was about. I'm know? a COVID <laughs> kid, 10,000 strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking. Yeah, that's true. It's very, you know, it's weird. I didn't get any. I know that all those symptoms are different. I didn't get any. Like, it's going to be, like, honestly, it's going to be kind of like, COVID is kind of AIDS-like because it's like, AIDS is this, it's an autoimmune thing, but it, like, means a thousand different things, kind of, I think. And mm-hmm. COVID sort of feels like It's the, the same thing. Airborne. It, it depends on where it, where, you know? where it decides to get you. Yeah. So. Like, there are people who have cardiovascular disease because yeah. it affected their fucking arteries. Right. Yeah. I uh, I just got exhausted <laughs> for 14 days. Like I was out on my ass. And for the, the, first the big week, benefit but... you have is that you know you've had the shots and the booster by then. Yes, that is true. I had just gotten the so, booster. So and they have shown before. that that immensely reduces the impact. Hoping to get the new one tomorrow. Is my yeah, goal. I need to go online and make an appointment for that as well. Ari got hers yesterday. Was talking to some in-laws in a different um, uh, state where there are problems and they were like yeah no, we we like one of them got it because they could just walk in because nobody's nobody's getting it because it's hillbilly country mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm i don't know exactly how it is right here we live in a in a lefty enclave within some other stuff yeah but i don't know 
No Bo- idea. Boise's got that like 50-50 going on. Yeah. That's fun. That's a fun adventure. I remember <laughs> when I was first walking around here, I was seeing all kinds of like interesting uh like no hate has no place here. I still see a lot of them. But then every other house has got like a okay, there's a sign okay. I'm not a big fan of the police, but there are these little signs. If it said we support our police department, I'd be like, whatever, do your thing. But it says we love and support our police department. And I'm like, that's okay. a little that's a little creepier. Okay. Like okay. that goes over a line. It really, really does. So does that mean you're cool with anything they do? Because like anybody can make a mistake and also there are systemic problems, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. anyway. And then I did once see a Trump flag that was taller than me off coming off somebody's house. It always I haven't is. seen they're it all, since. Much like Trump, they're always compensating. It's very true. It's uh Fun stuff. Uh, oh, oh, man, yeah. we just lost all our listeners. Oh, no. I forgot. I forgot. You know, I bought all those ads on uh, InfoWars uh, for our show. Yeah. And then, and you know, people thought when you were, uh, sometimes when Alex Jones would come on our podcast, uh, they thought it was, you know, uh, they didn't understand um, that the Alex Jones that comes through on here is from a different dimension yeah, um, that is more satirical than the real uh, Alex Jones. It's a weird. I don't know what dimension that was, but uh, it's, maybe it's a satire dimension. Couldn't tell you, but um, they didn't get it. And now we've absolutely just lost our last listener. But that's fine. Now, now we can finally talk about the thing we want to talk about, which is our Dewey Decimal System video, like more yes. in deep, in detail, and and, and deep, deep dive, deep dive. Spend more time on it than we did at the time. Hello, I wanted to tell you how to use Dewey Decimal System. The Dewey Decimal System was created in 1871 by Melville Dewey. It was invented for ease of using libraries and other public places which hold books. To use the Dewey Decimal System, we should first use the card catalog to find out what part of the Dewey Decimal System your book is in. We also have computers in OPAC, which also helps. I will show you. We clearly did not script it. Well, we are going <laughs> no, off of not. Dan's apparent memory, uh, or he's looking at the grasshopper. I'm looking at the grasshopper, <laughs> telling you what because the we got we got through the whole look books up on the computer system before we mentioned. Oh yeah, by the way, it's organized by numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That is very true. That's the like intro paragraph uh-huh. in an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the intro sentence. It's. The Dewey Decimal System is a numerical system for categorizing books. <laughs> Boom. Done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Didn't get there until after the whole computers exist now. So let's basically, I mean, we, we might as well. Most people don't know how to use it. I barely understand how to use it. I know how to go look it up after I look it on the computer. But outside of that, I am. Well, I, if I recall, I think they wanted us to push the OPEC, too, because it was pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It was It was like a fresh program in our in our library. We still had the cards as well. Yes, that is true. That is very true. I weirdly, I don't miss cards, but they were fun. They were fun to see how different. Ooh, this book was checked out in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had some very old books in our school. I'm certain we did. I know we did. I remember checking out one book that had, uh, I checked it out specifically because I remember flipping through it and it absolutely had a picture. It was it was that picture of John Lennon and Yoko Ono and they were both naked. And I'm like, I remember oh, you naked. having to get that book. I remember that. Did you ever bring that one Ooh. back? I did. I did. Okay. And if I remember correctly, it had an ink stain, I mean ink, on that page. And I was so embarrassed that I clearly had been looking at it at home. And I think I had like a, I left a thumbprint or something on the page. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to know I was staring at it. Like they uh, would even take the effort to check that. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, shame, shame works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I absolutely. It's all that, that religious out. dogma you were raised with. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is with that, by the way? I wasn't at all. I had parents <laughs> who who literally were you like, got you got know. like second hand. Yeah, I think so. Because they were like uh, verbally, they're like, oh, you know what's cool? <laughs> Sex is fine. Sexual feelings are fine. If if you uh, have gay feelings, maybe you're gay. That's cool. Like I got all of that shit. Like really, mm-hmm. like come to look. <laughs> if there's a problem with your penis, you can talk to us about the penis problem. And I would. I had no shame in that. But but I, there was still a part of me that still grew up with shame, and I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. It's it's again, it's systemic. It's it everywhere. really is. It really is. Like you'll do one thing, and the, you know, I think it is. I think verbally, it's that. But then, unconsciously, there would be things they would do or say mm-hmm. that were e- expressing shame without doing it directly. And you learn from that. That's you learn true. real hard. That's very true. 
Ah, yeah. Fun Words stuff. have meaning, guys. <laughs> um, what was I, gonna say? I, was gonna say I don't know. Something. Was it about the Dewey Decimal System books? No, it was about computers. the bullshit we were just talking about. Oh, shame. <laughs> yeah, shame. It was about okay. shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I don't know. It's gone now. I lost it. I'm so sorry. Hey, your shame is gone. <laughs> Great. No, that's still there. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's, um, that's... Oh, I was going to mention, like, even, like, in our school, mm-hmm. like, obviously, there's the stupid kids being jackass about calling us gay thing, mm-hmm. but, like, our sex ed actually talked about STDs and condoms yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing where, like, I maybe we've talked about it on here, but, like, where I looked it up and saw that it's still not mandatory in New York State to teach certain parts of like the really mm-hmm. critical sex ed and how in the world i don't know how that happened i know that there are some liberals there for sure like like oniata's really artsy but to me and it just always because i got picked on just enough it's like oh, these must all be a bunch of dumb hillbillies who don't know any better and that's you know again words have meaning folks those things yeah. affect you so i didn't it's weird it's so weird that they chose to do the right thing that it just shocks me every time yeah um we grew up in a weird place, guys. We Upstate did. New York. Upstate New York. We grew up in a weird place, which mm-hmm. left us in a weird place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking Look. of a weird place. Yes, Dan. <laughs> have you seen uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's Old yet? No, I have not. Okay, so it's not not really a good movie. Okay. okay. I watched it with Riff Tracks, which helped. Okay. Um, it's that kind of movie. All right. Yeah. Um, I feel like conceptually... Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. But just wasn't done great. Okay. Um, there are a couple scenes in it, though, that were fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you know anything about what it was about? I know it's a beach that turns you old. That's the only yeah. thing I understand about so it. So basically, you age a year every 30 minutes. Okay. Creepy. No, thanks. Good. And mm-hmm. so fa- there's a family that goes there. Mm-hmm. So there's like a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and like a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And there's one point when they're talking and the nine-year-old and the six-year-old come back. They are now both adults mm-hmm. and she's pregnant. Okay. And then Weird. within half an hour, she's giving birth because uh-huh. it's less than a year. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just thinking there's no way the baby's going to come out in time. It's... Right, like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but apparently it did. But then it immediately died. Okay, because they couldn't feed it enough okay. food in time. Weird, weird. Yeah, and it okay. was just very weird because they're the kids' minds are still like kind of kids' minds, and uh huh. Um, the end at the end of it, the whole reason why like the they don't explain the beach. Okay. It's just a magic beach, maybe something to do with minerals and the rocks. Who fucking knows? Sure, There's coral that protects them. I don't know. Um, but there's this, at the beginning, there's a mention about a pharmaceutical company. Okay. And it turns out that pharmaceutical company uses that beach to test their drugs out in a day instead of over a lifetime. Okay. It's very so, weird. yeah. So that's what's like they give them cocktails mm-hmm. that are that are supposed to treat whatever particular symptoms one of those people have. Yeah. And they see... Like one person had seizures uh-huh. and they didn't have seizures for eight hours on the beach. Well, if mm-hmm. you think about that, that's over 16 years. They, sure. they celebrated that uh-huh. she died from her seizures at the end. Uh-huh. But, you know, it worked for 16 years. That's great, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but what happens is the two, two of the folks managed to escape at the end. Mm-hmm. And so then they get shut down. The military takes over the beach to keep people from it Mm -hmm. but i was just thinking oh man what would be a much more interesting story (laughs) Uh Uh would be what if the military used that for interrogations and torture right that's like 10 times better like what's the one thing like people are afraid they'll never see their family again right yep yep and you're like well guess what in about five hours you're dead of old age yeah 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 That'll and what's uh, really oh that's one of the things that was because the whole the way they described it because mm-hmm. they're like why isn't our hair you know why isn't our hair changing really that much and all that and nails mm-hmm. aren't going out okay they're like well those because those are dead cells so they aren't affected by it 
Okay. I'm like, yeah, but these cells down here aren't dead. Yeah, no. Those keep Whatever. Yeah, right. Fine. Uh-huh. But the conceit of that is, like, they someone got cut, mm-hmm. and it instantly heals because their cells are moving at such a high, higher oh, rate. Oh, sure. Thing. Yeah. But there's one gal had um, a tumor, uh-huh. and it grew to be the size of, like, a melon, and they needed to remove it or else she was going to die. Okay. Because it grew super fast. Mm-hmm. And every time they tried to cut her to get it out, it instantly healed. Oh, and so they okay. ended up having to cut her and hold it open Ooh. and, like, keep slicing to kind of get it out of her body. And then as soon as they let go, it healed back up. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could do things that could, like, yeah. affect people that would, like, you know, you could basically implant things immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could just injure people and have them heal, like, right away. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um or hold wounds open. Sure. And so they heal weird. Um one gal had osteoporosis and so like and she needed calcium and because her bodies were moving so fast her osteoporosis was progressing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And she ended up like breaking her arm and then it immediately healed in the broken position. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. She ended up she basically the scene where she dies, she has bonitis, basically. She looked just like the guy from Futurama. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. Or like, did you see the most recent season of uh, Stranger Things or no? Yeah. Okay. Kind of of like that. Yeah. Did you... did you see that one? It went around Twitter that that one person's Halloween display. Their early. Oh Halloween my god, <laughs> so good! Uh, some people were saying maybe it was helium balloons with clothing around it. I don't know what it was. I have no idea, but that to me is like a pretty smart. I feel like it's probably it. just very very thin wire. Yeah, like very strong thin wire suspended. Up. Yeah, look great though. It looks great. It looks amazing. <laughs> it's a perfect, simple, like, drive by what the fuck. Like, you, it would immediately make you turn. Yeah, if head. you don't know the source, it still freaks you out. That's also. If you also... do know the source, that'll make you, like, triple, like. Yes. What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would freak it's me It's going to get out. you in, like, the, the your lizard brain. Mm-hmm. I, uh, okay, so... Boy, oh boy. Dan, have you ever had, maybe we've talked about this before. Have you ever had an experience? I'm not a person who believes in ghosts, but I'm fully aware that uh, I can be affected by the things that make people believe in ghosts. Have you ever had a thing that was ghost adjacent happen in your life where it's like, what the fuck just happened? Have you ever had anything like that? I think the closest thing that I could overtly say is like that is that I was almost drowning in the Susquehanna River once. Okay. And if, it felt like something pushed on my back. It could have been a fish for all I know. Sure. But it felt like something pushed on my back, and then I was by a branch I could grab and pulled myself oh, wow. out of the water. Oh, wow. That's fucking crazy. So it felt like something pushed, pushed you towards it. Sort yeah. Of. Wow. This is, like, can't explain those things. Don't Like you say, could have been a fish, but it absolutely is one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know. if I'm open-minded. I'm mm-hmm. I'm open minded to that shit. It I was busy drowning. Seem... I was not paying that close attention thing. to the world around me. Also fair. <laughs> I had a dream. Did I, have I mentioned? Maybe I've even talked about it on here before. Have I mentioned that? Like I used to be woken by a whistle in my ear back home. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that, but a human whistle. There's no getting mm-hmm. around it. This was a like it's not like a it's not a fucking thing dying in my ear, and my mom knew what I was talking about when I told her. She's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ghost that follows us." I'm like. Cool, mom. Thanks. Great. <laughs> and I, I had it in two, maybe two different houses. I don't know, but I had a lot. But the other night it was different. I fell asleep, and I turned the TV off. I fell asleep on the couch and turned the TV off. And I woke up, and the TV was on, and it was loud. And I was trying to turn it back off, and uh, got, and then something just gently, like, tr- like it was trying to massage me or just touch. It felt so real on the back, like. You get physical feelings in dreams sometimes, but this was legitimately like it, w- it was not the weird variation on a, on a feeling that is in a dream. This is distinctly a very real somebody is touching the back of my neck. And in the dream, we look around. Nobody's there. And obviously I wake up from it and nobody's there. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going upstairs. I'm going right back to bed in my normal <laughs> bed. Um yeah, that was that was an event the other night. That scared the living fucking piss out of me. It doesn't matter if I don't believe in ghosts. There's a part of my brain that is scared that they exist. So it was an adventure. 
Everybody, hi. It's Jason. This week's episode of Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour is brought to you by LaveCuts.com. If you're a band, a songwriter, a comedian, a spoken word artist, just some weirdo who needs a vinyl record but doesn't want to wait a year or to have to order a thousand or more copies, the place for you is LaveCuts.com. That's L-A-T-H-E-C-U-T-S dot com. They do short-run records in quantities as low as 20, which is insane, and they can turn them around in four to six weeks or less. More insane. If you mention Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, you will get a 10% overrun for free. Incredibly generous of them, especially considering, again, that they can do such limited quantities for you. They can turn them around so fast. Uh, they're also the people uh, responsible for uh, helping us, not just helping us, they really, they're the ones who created the smallest comedy record in history with us, uh, which you might remember from a few years back. They created a custom record, an inch and a half in diameter. They created uh, a custom plinth to play it on. It's, it's a world record, and it's, it was one of the greatest experiences ever. We're working with them on another project right now. So go to lathecuts.com. That's L-A-T-H-E-C-U-T-S.com. Mention Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, and you'll get a 10% overrun for free. Have you, on, on a similar vein, have mm-hmm. you ever given yourself nightmares? What do you mean? Have Actively? You ever, yeah. Have you ever purposely, like done thoughts mm. in your brain as you're falling asleep because mm, i've no. done that because no. i was i was i've i've done it to test um silent screaming okay okay how did this uh, go please walk me through the experiment <laughs> well i would just in my head as i as i'm laying in bed i would imagine like monsters and ghosts and scary things and me getting hurt and all sorts like as yeah. i'm falling asleep and then oh eventually God, after a little while your brain just starts going with it sure sure right because that's how brains work mm-hmm. and so then i got a nightmare and i did silent i, I did like in my dream i was screaming because mm-hmm. it was scaring me and then i finally woke up and this was when we still had baby steve in the house mm-hmm. so silence in the house Hmm. Obviously, no one could hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I wanted to test that because at the time I had heard about that, and they're like, you know, it, you know, no one really knew if when that happens, are you really screaming? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna test it. Wow, that is uh, that's some dedication to science, Dan. No, I never did that to myself because I've I done like it sleep. like a dozen times. <laughs> oh my god, Dan! I like sleep too much to ruin it for myself. I actually did it um, <coughs> last week. Uh huh. And. Ari mentioned to me the next day that it looked like I was having a bad dream. Oh wow! Okay, so you were you were manifesting it physically, but not screaming. Wow! Right? Huh? I'm trying to remember. Like I've had, if I'm crying in some dreams, I've woken up crying. I think, but not. I don't think verbally though, or out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think maybe crying uh, tears, possibly, but the rest of it, yeah, it's weird how that works. I don't understand. I'm not sure how that works or why it happens that way. Mm why these little impulses are there we have weird brains and bodies I yeah don't, yep. i don't understand it it just seems like from a uh, survival standpoint leaning into nightmares is probably not a no. good survival instinct but apparently no. <laughs> apparently some other piece of that is useful a dozen times what is wrong with you <laughs> just i don't want to jump out of an airplane i don't understand what you just said <laughs> Adrenaline. What? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So this is your version of <laughs> yeah. jumping. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like making my own scary movie. All right. Uh, I. You know what? Now I'm on board with it. Now I'm on board with it. I get it. I won't jump out of it. I used to think, you know what? I'll try it once. And I have recently reassessed and said, why would I do that? I have too many things to try and accomplish without the fucking odds being against me up in the air mm-hmm. that I might splatter upon the ground beneath me. Mm-hmm. Although fact, I, I get enough uh, adrenaline and anxiety whenever a bill comes in the mailbox, I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> would you do an ultralight? Would you fly an ultralight? I've wanted to do that. I would with that. That seems a little bit more controlled. Right. Feels like it. I could be wrong, but it seems like. I mean, the got... thing about any sort of winged things, unless the wing breaks off, mm-hmm. most of the time, as long as you still have wings. Uh huh. You can con- slowly descend. That's true. That's true. What about the little, like, not, uh, what the fuck are they called? 
I can't remember what they're called, but basically it's a giant um, blade behind you in a box, and you're you have it, and it's got a big old like sail, but it's not wings, and that sail is kind of like parachute material. You have probably have a parachute as a backup, maybe, but I probably wouldn't do that. Okay, that's the one. Feels I Feels less mistaken. controlled, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's fair. I guess I'd have to see what happens if the fan stops. Does it just turn into a parachute? Right. Or does it turn into a rock? Right, because like you might glide for a little bit, but like also if it if if that gave out and that gave out at the same time, I feel like that's you are absolutely a rock. There's no getting around it. Like mm-hmm. you can yeah. And you can't really parachute below a certain level really mm-hmm. or, you, or it's just useless. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a level that's not as safe. It won't open or yeah. It won't happen fast. Oh. Although I've heard one or two stories where I'm like, oh, I'd rather die. But like where people have survived those really fall, high falls, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah. Oh, have you ever heard of this one? A lady yeah. uh, did all the things. Uh, she did, a, I think it was a, coming out of an airplane. Jumped out of an airplane. Uh, I think it was like inactive. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it was a, it, what's the word? What's it called? Skydiving. Skydiving. There we go. She was just skydiving. <laughs> it wasn't like a paratrooper thing or an emergency bailout. She did that. Land. Uh, her parachute fails. She lands. Breaks. Fuck tons of bones in her body. But she lands on a hill of true, not like uh, colloquial, true fire ants. Actual fire ants. They bit her so much that they saved her life because of uh, what the poison did to her and like the adrenaline or whatever the fuck she got kept alive and then eventually healed from it. And then eventually skydived again. But uh, yeah, she, they saved her life because like it just stopped her body from, yeah, she probably was, she probably would have gone into shock, but there wasn't time to go into shock because she was still under duress. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Part of me is like, I'd rather just whoop to the ground and it's, it's just all over. <laughs> but, ooh, ha, ha, ha. No, no. Bugs, bugs trying to eat me alive. <laughs> ah, fun stuff. Dan, do you want, we haven't done this segment on the show in a while, but I think it's time for a segment if, if you're up for it. Uh, let's try something. It's called This Day in Dan and Jay. And here we go, Dan. I'm sending you a link to, so today as we record is... Uh, September 28th, 2022. So in September 28th, 1927, Dabney Clam and Dan Bloody Stump Skomiller uh, went on a little adventure. Dan, would you like to read to them the entry I've just sent you? Uh, the HFCH presents Lime Lighters of Puscatingo County. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See them, hear them. Dan Jay's Comedy Hour squeaks with Dabney Clam, Dan Bloody Stump Skomiller, and Jack Narge. Craven Hort News production, a Chauncey Bros picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Due to their groundbreaking work in audio production, Dan and Jay were invited by Walt Disney to assist in developing the synchronized sound process for films. They provided the test sounds for the original version of Steamboat Willie and took the technology with them when producing their next feature film, The Limelighters of Puscatingo County. Based loosely on the Rube sketch featuring two farmhand characters who dreamed of being on Broadway and find themselves having to replace Broadway's biggest stars at the last minute. Unfortunately, even with billboard ads and posters featuring the eye-catching Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour squeaks, the nonverbal sounds of the film turned more people away than it did attract fans. The film would be rediscovered in the 70s by college students with an unrelenting interest in old things. Yes, so if you guys go to history.danandjay.com, you'll you'll find this as... The entry, one of the entries from 1928, maybe the only from 1928. Um, Dan, have you ever seen this film? There's too much of a backlog to have seen it all usually, but have you seen The Limelighters of Puscatingo County? I think I saw it on The Wonderful World of Disney. Oh, wow. So I've seen like some scenes, but not like the whole, I haven't watched the whole film. Yeah, I don't, the reason I don't think they would show the whole thing on Disney is because there's a very large racist chunk. It's about 16 minutes straight and I won't describe it, but it's, real racist um it was only a 45 minute long movie too right yeah it's very short it's a very short that back then a feature film could be 45 minutes uh it's just the big thing is like listening to squeaking for 45 minutes like it's like as you might have heard like Like, 
it's just that for 45 minutes and like there are sometimes jokes are, on them they uh-huh. make tons of money with freaking um not dreamworks uh, illumination pictures now mm-hmm. just paint them yellow that's very true that's a very good point who knows maybe the minions we'll try and get somebody from dreamworks on and see if the minions uh, are in any way based on this oh okay well who's that or don't dream- that's, that's ron howard's studio oh i see okay well i'm still gonna call it dreamworks and uh <laughs> we'll get somebody from there on and see maybe maybe the minions were based off of this we don't we can't say for well, that could have been could have been a heavy inspiration who knows i've seen the original cut um the original original cut that is it's not in a, it's not in great shape uh it's uh, three and a half hours long uh, still technically a comedy because there are jokes in it, um, but it's it's a rough watch, uh, but it is at the very least very historically important. It's too bad that they didn't stick around. If they just sticked around, stuck around. And my Walt understanding Disney. was, didn't they like film at least an hour of just craft services as part of that original yeah. cut? Yeah. That, and that was just, at, I think what had happened was they had, so this is a rare situation back then. You usually shot like most things, single camera, one camera. They were experimenting with multi-camera and the problem was, uh, to do that, they had six cameras, which I don't know why. And they ran, they had them, they just left them each running one after the other for some reason, pointed at craft service. And then they're like, well, we shot all this, so we have to put it in the film. So it was a bunch of guys eating back bacon and hardtack, which was all they had back then for craft service. And, right. Um, yeah, there's just a full stretch of an hour. Throughout. There, I suppose a, it could be confusing because it was a movie about people being actors. Yes, right. So, so maybe the like, so potentially they were like, well, let's use this very candid footage to uh-huh. be footage for you know. Exactly, and it helps. It helps that the uh, 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 that um, Dabney Clam and um, Bloody, Bloody Stumps, Stumps both mm-hmm. were very. Um, they stayed in character. They were very method. Very much so, so. Even during their craft services lunches and stuff, all they did was go exactly and scratch their heads like, "What is this? What is this crazy <laughs> thing? Like, oh, what's yeah. going on?" Because they're rubes. It's a rube sketch. It's a rube. Yeah. Normally, in a rube sketch, there's a uh, one who's uh, like sort of well, like uh, intelligent. The other one is again a rube, um, and you make fun of the rube, and they're the the butt of the joke. Both of them were rubes. It's the unusual yeah. situation. For they this they call movie. they call they call it the the two rubes. The two rubes. Exactly right. Uh, um, they experimented with that as a name for a while as a group, but they yeah, that's on the, the um, you know, on on TV tropes, mm-hmm. the two rubes mm-hmm. trope, classic trope, classic trope, classic trope. And during that hour, they also would have you know because you got to mix it up a little bit. First of all, like the 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 poor guy, the poor orchestrator guy, had to go and make a whole hour worth of music just to accompany this whole "let's go eat snacks" situation. Mm-hmm. And then they would, of course, occasionally put in. Uh, what do you call your title cards where it's like, oh. Philip- What's actually interesting is that's where mm-hmm. um, the lobby song came from. Mm-hmm. He yes. actually wrote, you know, just an instrumental, but it mm-hmm. went, you know, do, 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 do. And so, and mm-hmm. that turned into, you know, it was related to food. And so it was yes. a, kind of a pretty quick swap over to uh, to uh, the movies. Yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting. It's uh, it served as you know there were people who sat and it, it, re- reportedly sat in their seats for the whole three and a half hours. Didn't mm-hmm. treat that as a break, even though it could have easily been an hour break for the movie uh, f- between the rest of it. But yeah, uh, again, I, I've sat through and watched it. It's 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 difficult, um, but it's an interesting experiment at the very least. You know. Um, so uh, yeah. oh wait a minute, we're getting a getting a call here. Oh boy. It's like this is uh oh wow this I, it just says Jack Narge uh so it must mean their co-star Jack Narge I don't I apologize I don't remember what part he plays in the film maybe he can he can clue us in. maybe he can clarify uh, uh, hello hi I'm Jack Narge oh hi Jack hi how are you I'm I'm fine are- I heard my name and so i thought i'd call the number what when when and where are you calling us from jack i'm calling you from my home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i it's it's today as far as i know oh are, are you in the year 2022 May maybe Margie, what what is the date, honey? Yeah, honey, are you you want to know what date it is, dear? 
Yes. It's September 28th, 
in in your in your cohort. Well, your great grandfather owes everybody money. Let's just put it this way: he promised me he'd play Jack, pay Jack here for the goddamn hookers. Yeah, I need my hooker money. I'm gonna give you your fucking hooker money. It'll just give me a few. Again, I'll and have it brought coke. over by messenger. Yes, and I'll have the coke brought over by messenger. You gotta remember the password. Use the password, and you get both of those things from the messenger. All right? You understand, Jack? Is it, it was a still hamster. You're not supposed to say it out loud, but yes, hamster is the password. Okay. What do you guys oh, want? Oh, gee, when the guy shows up, tell him hamster. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll tell him hamster, dear. There's no problem. I'm making a salad, please. Oh, I want a salad. You, you're still down the street, Jack? You, Jack, you there? You're still down yeah, the street yeah, from me? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. Can I come down yeah, and have some yeah. of that salad? Is there enough salad for, uh, for, for, for Dabney? Margie, I always make enough salad for him, per your request, and I throw it out every time. Is he actually coming? Uh, she wants to know if you're actually coming. Yeah, I'll actually come on over. I he won't even. I won't yes. even. I won't bother to send a messenger. Well, that's fine. Good. I'll make. I'll. I'll leave a salad out for him. That's okay. that's that that's fine. That that it's goddamn fine. Yeah, I'll come over and I'll, I'll eat your your wife's salad. If you know what I'm saying. And then you can have your cocaine and your hooker money. All right. All right, that's fine. Nice. Look, what do you kids want anyway? What do you want with Jack? He's busy. Look at him. Oh, he's not. He's not busy. That's I not true. I have to go to bingo tonight. I have to brush my hair. No, you you barely have any hair, but that's fine. You you brush away, little Jack. Uh, you guys talking about limelighters of Puscatingo County? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we are. What do you want to know, Jackass? Sorry, you remind me too much of your great, your, your whatever it is. <laughs> we just wanted to know uh, what it was like filming that 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 movie, the unique the unique styles and such that you uh, used in it. <sighs> All right, fine. You want to know about the craft service thing? I mean, that's part of it. Absolutely. All right, it was a, ta- a tax write off. If I'm honest with you, we shot as much film as we could. To lose as much money as we could. The movie was never supposed to come out. The squeaking thing. Nobody wants to see anybody squeak. Not for 45 minutes, not for three and a half hours. So you producers did it? Yeah, yeah. No, we were in on it a bit too, I'll be honest with you. From the beginning, we advertised it. It was part of uh, the, you know, the, the Rube Extended Universe. And we decided... Well, fine. We're going to put this together, promise it to everybody, and then we're going to shelve the motherfucker. Well, you know what? There was a goddamn riot in the streets. I will tell you what. They, there were a couple of guys out there who made a fake trailer for it and said, look, it's finally going to come out. They're actually not going to shelve it, which was bullshit, but it got so many people involved. That must involved. have been hard to do back then, too. It was, it was very hard to make your own trailer at home on 35mm film. I will tell you what. I will tell you. We tried to deny it still existed. We said we burnt it. We said we threw it in the ocean nobody believed us we should have just burnt it and threw it in the ocean but instead they released the damn thing but to be a proper write-off we had to waste a whole lot of film and a whole lot of equipment and uh, get rid of a few extras if you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah With like a few extra pieces of film mm. jack do you want to handle this one is my salad ready yet? No, honey, I'm still working on it. Are they talking about those extras that you murdered? Yeah, they're talking about the murders, honey. Oh, Christ. Well, I guess secret's out. Well, it's 1975. Nothing you can do. By then, Jack is surely dead. Uh, so that's fine. I probably am dead, too. I'm still honest. alive right now. You're still alive right now, yes, but you're talking to two gentlemen in the future. I use gentlemen loosely because that one looks like a fucking asshole. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen. It's you rude. I don't, you, you, you know what? Again, if he owed you the kind of money he owes me, if he fucked you over the way he fucked me over, you'd hate him too, goddammit. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's fine. Want me to get him on the line? I'd rather you didn't. Okay, fair enough. Jack, I'll be over with the with the, 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 the cocaine and the money and just have your wife's salad ready for me. Yeah. Just have honey, he wants to toss the salad, he says. That's fine, dear. I'll, 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 I'll let him do that himself. That's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, come on over. I'm, I'm going to go put on uh, Donahue. No, all right. That's great. That might be a show by now. All right, guys. See you later. Uh, bye. Bye. Wow. That's, uh, I don't even know what to make of that. that um, I say that a lot, but I just don't. I didn't know. I knew nothing about this sort of infighting, this drama. I knew that our dads were not really big on to, into taking on the mantle. I knew that yeah. much. Yeah. 
that's because they had other things going on. Our, our great apparently, granddads, uh, though, drugs and hookers. Apparently, but it sounds we didn't even ask him about the the murdering of the extras on the film. Why? How do you? How is that a tax write off? That's what I don't understand. Maybe, Maybe they paid for the funerals. May, oh, may, that's smart. The charity. Yeah, that's very smart. Yeah, maybe they did that. Maybe that's exactly what happened, and that's canon now. Could be. Who knows? Could be. We don't know. Nobody, there's mystery. no way anyone will ever know. It's a, um, yep. Unless it pops up on the website at some point. <laughs> um, you know. But I don't, again, don't know who controls the website. It's, uh, it, it, it was our archivist, but now I'm not even sure if he's handling it. The archives it. Have, are just, they're so deep, and mm-hmm. it's easy to get lost in there. It's like uh, where they hid the, you know, Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. Exactly. It's labyrinthine, really. Like it's it's a, mm. in terms of not just physicality, but a temporality as well, because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. seem to trade off and I'll come and this is somebody's there in Elizabethan garb. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he says, forsooth. And I don't remember what that means. So I walk away because I'm uncomfortable because I can't remember what mm-hmm. forsooth means. So we apparently have, you know, people coming in from all avenues of life. Takes all kinds, Dan. All stripes. Starring Bill Murray. Does that mean for truth? I don't know. I mean, it's literally something you can look up. Sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it's probably the same origin. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. my takeaway. It it, it doesn't mean. It does mean indeed. Um, Mm. So it is an adverb. Um, So so in truth, it does mean in truth. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Well done, Dan. Thank you. So. Brilliant, beautiful, and wonderful. We learned so a lot. You, today. If you take anything away from today, it's mm-hmm. that forsooth means in truth. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I honestly had no idea because my brain immediately thinks of forsaken, which doesn't make sense. They're not related, but I just heard fours. Guys, this has gone off the rails. Uh, Dan, what, 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 what do you want to promote this week? Dan Go Miller. Well, um, I'll promote of Dyson Dens. We got nope. a new episode up. <laughs> it's uh. Oh, D&D side quests. Uh-huh. It's the first episode of uh, of a uh, short, perhaps, maybe. Not sure how it'll end up. Uh, run a story mm-hmm. uh, where they wanted to play a little bit more. Actually, I encourage them to play a little more morally gray characters mm-hmm. because it feels like you guys always want to play those types of characters, but mm-hmm. then don't feel comfortable doing that with the characters you came up with. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, and so they're going to do a heist, but pretty right. much the whole for, whole first episode is a job interview. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing that. That's so that's good. at odndpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, catch me on my stream at um, twitch.tv slash dgomiller or just find all the things at my link tree at linktr.ee slash dgomi. Uh, go to stolendress.com. It has a slightly new look. I don't. I didn't like the old look. It was annoying me, so I've changed it. <laughs> I just didn't want it to look that way anymore. So there's that. Go to jasonclom.com if you like. I have like three upcoming projects that I can't announce yet, but you'll be able to see them there and they'll also be advertised on Stolen Dress and we'll do an episode about at least one of them here. I really wish I could talk about it, but I can't yet. And then we'll talk about all the other things because why would I not promote my other things on here too? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, JasonClom.com, I think I said that already. StolenDress.com, check those things out. LinkTR.ee forward slash JasonClom, J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. Dan, what do you want to leave people with, sir? Um, if you're going to get hookers, mm-hmm. make sure you pay for them. That's very true. That's very true. You know what? Pay your sex workers. I mean, you you can't you can't well I don't want to say stiff, but you can't <laughs> don't shortchange. It's the oldest profession. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not treat it as anything less than that. Exactly right. Exactly. Um, uh, I I'm gonna say don't don't murder extras. Don't murder anybody. But like extras have it hard enough as it is. They're there for the craft service anyway. They need free food. Don't don't kill an extra. Ride ride a horse, save an extra. Wait. Ride a cowboy, save a an extra. Horse. Save a no, wait. save an extra. Ride, ride a, a cowboy. Horse. No, wait. Ride a horse boy. Save an extra, ride a horse boy. There it is. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour the Podcast is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom. 
The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. The Silver Jubilee theme song was composed and performed by Nick Robes with lyrics by Jason Klom. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 747-248-6687. That's R-I-P-2-Humor with a U. Subscribe to Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you can find us. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at DJC Hour and Instagram at Dan and Jay Comedy. Or find everything in one place at danandjay.com. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Goodbye, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!